you know, I fucking hate podcasts, okay? Is there anything worse than a fucking podcast? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I've, I, it's very hard for me to get into them. I was into one for a little while this year that was like a, uh, I don't know, it was like sort of one that um, I'm like not allowed to say that I listen to because it's like a, it's not controversial like in any major sense, but it's just like, I feel like, I don't know, I just, whatever. So, um, and also I was kind of like ashamed that I listened to it because it's basically like a Beavis and Butthead level of humor, which is really my level of humor. I mean, my favorite movies, my favorite films of all time are um, Harold and Kumar. Um, and then also Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo. Uh, those are two of, I'd say, my top favorite films. So um, I also really like Groundhog Day. I'd say that's probably my my all-time favorite movie. Um, and Harold and Maude. Um, but, you know, but Harold and Kumar are up there. Um, and, you know, so that's my level of humor. Anyway, so I was, like, really into this one for a bit this year, me and a a friend, we would like, we had sort of like a secret fangirl text group that we were doing with one other woman. Uh, and, and we were really into this show. And then, cause it was sort of like, it was a show where like, you know, the people, the hosts like espoused, I think have like similar values to me, you know, like they're pretty much, they're on the left, but they also like were more irreverent than sometimes I feel like, um, liberals or what being, you know, like, I just feel like they didn't like pussyfoot around shit, but they, but ultimately I knew we had the same values. Um, and it, it wasn't Chapo Trap House, by the way, I'm like not enough of a policy wonk or whatever you have to be to listen to that. It wasn't, but anyway, so, but then, um, my friend and I found out that, um, two of them had girlfriends and like, I had been, you know, I felt like I'd been spending so much time with this podcast that like, they were starting to, like, infiltrate my dreams, I was having, like, sexy dreams about these people, and, because, you know, you spend time with a podcast, and, like, you just spend a lot of time with their voice, and so, um, but then we found out they had girlfriends, and it was weird, it was, like, right away, we were just kind of, like, mm, couldn't be involved anymore, you know, it was, like, the bloom was off the rose, like, I needed that extra, that's kind of how I am with, like, some things, like, if something, often when I'm interested in something, I, it's also because I have a crush, you know, like the crush adds my extra level of interest, like favorite shows, you know, I loved Gossip Girl because I had like a major thing for Chuck Bass, may he rest in peace, uh, Ed Westwick, uh, fucking rapist, um, well that really sucks because now, you know, um, my all-time crush turns out to be a rapist, um, and yeah, fuck you, Ed Westwick, piece of shit, but, um, you know, but, like, that made me watch it, or, like, I was really into the show, da- the remake of Dallas, because I had, I, I love, my type is, like, a B-slash-C-list young actor who, like, I don't know, you kind of th- think that, like, I don't know, I just, um, the, so the remake of Dallas, there was this, uh, the one who played the young J.R. Ewing, I don't even know his name, he, like, dated Paris Hilton a long time ago, and, like, I think that's what he's most famous for, but, like, Josh something, maybe, um, might be a Josh, I don't know, but anyway, I, like, was really, I thought he was so hot, he has, like, two different color eyes, like, one's blue, one's green, he's just beautiful, and so, you know, so I, like, watched that for him, and, like, to see him, like, and he was also a similar type of Chuck Bass, 
character, you know, like he's a real dick. Um, you know, and I just, mm, I love, you know, I love him. So anyway, but like, so yeah, so a lot of times either something has to be like really funny or like I have to have a crush or I just like kind of can't be involved. Like, I don't know. The internet has really just destroyed my attention span, which was like never good to begin with. Like as a child, as a, as an elementary school student and in middle school and even high school, I was a really bad student. And then once I discovered cigarettes and then drugs, I became a really good student, like in college. Um, well, and very end of high school, like senior year in college, cause cigarettes, that amphetamine quality really helped me focus. Um, and then like drugs and alcohol, it was sort of like, I developed this system where I would like stay up all night, like a week and a half before something was due and just get it done. Um, you know, just like shit it out and then like edit it. I, and so I like learned these methods, but they all involved alcohol and drugs. I, and as we know, I'm sober now. Um, but but nonetheless, I've, I've sort of kept, without the drugs, I've sort of kept some of those systems. It was like alcohol, drugs, and cigarettes really like taught me how to uh, study in a way. Um, so, oh yeah, also what am I eating today? It's the cheesecakes. Three cheesecakes, they're sitting right here. I haven't even dug in, into one yet. Um, if you were expecting uh, a range of foods on the show, if you're a foodie, uh, this probably isn't the show for you probably not the show for you. But anyway, so, so that being said, so that was like the one podcast that I like kind of liked in the car. Sometimes I will listen to Tara Brock, like her inspirational. She's, um, I don't know. Yeah. She's a Buddhist in DC. Occasionally I will, but then like within like 15 minutes, she like, I don't know. I just, I start like thinking, I, I start immediately in my head, like coming up with tweets about like, um, why I like you know, like she's asking me to be conscious and I'm like just coming up with tweets about how much I hate consciousness. Like, it's just, I, I have a tendency to rebel, you know, even though I think she's really smart and probably a really beautiful person and has a lot to teach. I just, whatever. So those are like the two. Um, but anyway, so, so they're very few and far between and that's really it. Like when it comes to the podcast, I just, I don't know, but because I'm like, I don't want to biohack, like I'm not biohacking. I don't want to, um, I don't, I don't want to like, um, you know, like be better, like in, in certain ways that I'm being like encouraged to be better, like to be more of a robot. Like if anything, I, I, um, I I want to embrace my brokenness because all my life I feel like I've been trying to be whole. And it's like, I think that's an illusion to, to a large extent. I think accepting one's brokenness is like, is a good, is a good first step to, um, maybe finding some peace on occasion. You know, my whole life I really searched for that thing outside of myself that would fix me. Um, you know, and, and, um, I think that the answer unfortunately and annoyingly, you know, it's inside who wants to go inside, not me. Um, I'm actually going to be going, uh, shopping in a little bit. Um, I'm going to go to Kitson, which is one of my fave stores in LA. It closed for a little while. I was very upset, but now it's back. It's like a really, it's just fucking fun. And, um, I'm going to buy some shit for my friend who, uh, is getting married. Shout out to Beth and her wife, Daisy, or her few uh, upcoming wife, Daisy, one of my oldest friends, Beth. Um, but anyway, so I'm, we're having like a little bachelorette thing here, which is basically just a bunch of us, um, a bunch of, uh, mostly lesbian Jews, uh, and myself, a bisexual Jew, uh, going to Canner's Deli, um, 
where I will get the turkey sandwich because um, that's one of the foods that I feel very safe eating when I don't know the calories. Anyway, I digress. So why am I talking about podcasts? So I found a third, I found a podcast that I was like, oh, I think I'm going to be into this. And um, I don't know why I'm not mentioning names. You know, I'm weird with names. I just, I never know whether I should or shouldn't. But with this, this kind of has like a a dark ending. And so I don't want to mention the name of the podcast because um, I don't want people... I don't even know if I have a rabid fan base that would like come for people who like weren't nice, but, um, but, but if I do, I don't want to like, and that's not the point of me telling the story. The point of me telling the story is that, um, I've been feeling like shit, uh, as because of an external incident and, um, well two actually that I'm going to go into. And so I don't want to mention anyone's names because this isn't about punishing or being punitive. It's about me sort of, um, feeling, I hate the word empowered, so I'm not going to say that feeling, whatever it is that I get out of, um, sharing my pain as opposed, you know, as opposed to processing it, um, you know, and, uh, and maybe this is my way of processing, you know, uh, maybe tweeting or talking to myself in a car, um, with my, with my cheesecakes, maybe this, uh, in, in the 76 gas station parking lot. Cause as I've said, there are, um, only two or three places in Los Angeles where I've been able to find these, and one is at a supermarket, and one is at the 76 gas station, um, the one on Robertson and, um, uh, third, third, shout out to that gas station, um, Kitson adjacent, so I can do cheesecakes in a little Kitson, um, but so, nonetheless, um, so I, I thought I had found a, a new podcast, I was like, Oh, you know, it was, it was some women and I, I thought they were funny. They're sort of, I, one of them, I, I follow on Twitter and she follows me and we DM sometimes like very occasionally. I actually, I think I DM her cause I, I like her tweets and then she like reluctantly DMs me back, you know, like I'm definitely, she's just like not, I don't think she's like really into me at all. But anyway, so let's, let's name them. Let's give them fake names. Um, just so I can tell this story properly. So the one that I follow, let's call her Rebecca. And then the one that, um, I, and and the, one of the women that I don't follow who's on that podcast, uh, let's call her, um, Colleen. So Rebecca and Colleen. So uh, I started listening to this podcast. I I was enjoying it. You know, there, I like the irreverence. I like the sort of, um, the womanhood, but like without being like tampon feminism, you know what I'm saying? Like I, it was like a, it was a, uh, it was sort of I I don't know. I liked it. I liked it. Um, it wasn't like we're women, but it was like very, we're women, you know, like just through, you know, like, I don't know. There was like period talk. Like I, that's why I like that shit, but not, and when I say tampon feminism, hmm, how do I, how do I put this? It's just, it didn't feel branded. It didn't feel branded. It didn't feel branded it, it felt good. It felt good. I was, I I had a new podcast and I was like, yay, I have people to keep me company in my long drives in the car in Los Angeles. Great. So the other day I'm driving on, um, Laurel Canyon Boulevard. I remember exactly where I was. I had been in the Valley and I was driving back into the city. I don't remember what I was doing in the Valley. I think something self-help related is my guess. Uh, yes, it was something self-help related. And, um, I'm driving on Laurel Canyon Boulevard back into the city, to Los Angeles, and I'm listening to this podcast chuckling along, and all of a sudden I hear them start talking about people who like, I don't know, just like depression as a meme or depression as a whatever, 
Um, and I was like, ooh, because I've been asked so many times what I think about like sad girl culture or like they call it, you know, that's what they call it. People call it like sad girl culture or like whatever they want to call it. And I'm always like, you know what? Here's my, here's my take. Here's my hot, hot steaming take for all those who are clamoring, clamoring to know what I think about sad girl culture. Um, I don't really care. You know, I, I'm pretty, I'm opening a cheesecake. I'm pretty, um, inward facing, pretty introverted. Um, pretty, I, you know, it's like, I think that if people, I'm not the depression police. I'm not here to say like, well, you, um, I think are like, um, you know, being over dramatic. And I don't think you really have depression. I think you're just like, no, that I'm not a fucking doctor. Like who am I to police someone's shit now? Does that mean I have to follow, um, people who are annoying, right? It's like, it's not a question. I, there's no judgment for me about like, I'm like you about in terms of like a qualitative, you know, like, cause people are always like, well, do you think you're romanticizing depression? Okay. First of all, um, if I could romanticize depression and like, like, do you think you're making it trendy? And I'm like, if depression could be trendy, that would be like really great for everyone who has depression, BTW. Like I would be super happy for everyone who has depression if depression became like fucking trendy. But I know what they're saying. They're saying like, you know, do you think you have, um, inspired like 8,000 meme offshoots, you know, or this, or do you think you dwell within this sort of realm of, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like legs in a bathtub tumbler, you know, just the sort of whatever to which I'm like, vi- like via con Dios, like you have my, like God bless. Um, you know, people express themselves however they're going to express themselves. And I think that's great. And I am not, I don't think anyone should be in the business of being the mental illness police. I think it's kind of ableist. And I think it's, well, I think it's very ableist to tell people how they should talk about their own depression or their own experiences. And like, who is someone to say that someone else is appropriating? You know, it's like, do your thing now on an aesthetic level. I'm like, "Mm, but if you're annoying and I'm not entertained by you, I'm just not going to follow you. You know, I'm not going to like, I don't want to like take in your stuff. You know, there's already, I'm already annoyed like most of the time anyway. So that's just how I see it. You know, it's like, just fucking ignore it, you know, ignore the annoyings. So, but so they start talking about this anyway. So bottom line is I'm driving on, it's very weird feeling to be listening to a podcast and all of a sudden they start talking shit about you as a human being. And you're like, uh, like, cause I, I forget that I exist a lot of times or like, I forget that I'm like someone who could, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it's one thing on Twitter cause Twitter, like everyone's fucking talking shit. It's another thing if I self Google or self, um, search on Twitter, you know, like fine, fair game. I'm prepared, you know, or like if, if I, you know, if there's a negative review of my book, whatever, that's like, you know, it's sort of like you're look, you're, you're, you're expecting that there could be a good or a bad, or, you know, we know Twitter is a cesspool. So it's like, it's fine. But, um, but to be listening to a podcast, it was very unexpected, you know, like I wasn't, I didn't know that I was like, oh shit. Um, and I felt, I was like, and I, and, and suddenly I felt this feeling of doom because I was like, what, how much are they going to say? 
Like, what are they going to say? You know? And, and I was like, please, God, like, do not let them say. And I couldn't push stop. Like, I couldn't turn away. And luckily, it was short-lived. One of them basically said that she had come to a book release of mine a couple years ago in Los Angeles. Colleen said this, the one who I don't follow on Twitter and get followed by. Colleen said she had come to a book release of mine in Los Angeles and um, she used to follow So Sad Today, but then once she met the person behind it, it was incredibly depressing. And I was like, well, that's great. But I mean, that's kind of, I don't know. You know, it's always my biggest fear that like I myself am not enough. It just kind of confirms it. It just confirms it. It confirms that I am a piece of shit. Myself am not enough. You know, what have you. All, all that shit. So, um, but then the woman, Rebecca, who we follow and who I sort of DM stalks from time to time because I like her tweets she didn't defend me but she kind of like she sort of like put it to bed you know and she was like well we follow each other she's always been nice to me you know whatever so that was that and I mean it wasn't but like the other one kind of went in she went in and I was like I don't know you know I wish everyone's always like fuck the haters fuck the haters. I would love to be a person who was like, fuck the haters or who's like having, you know, like having haters means you're doing something right. Or like, I'm empowered by my haters. Like my hate, if people are hating you, you know, that means they're paying attention or like, you know, there wouldn't be shade if I wasn't shining so bright, like the whole Kanye West situation, you know, like his thing, you know, whatever, like not me. It's just not me. I am not a person who, um, gets, uh, energized through, I mean, definitely not through conflict. I'm like, uh, cause I think if I was, I'd be very clearly be like naming names and podcasts and being like, go get them bitches. You know, like that would be pretty, you know, but no, like I'm just, um, it's not, it's, it's not, I don't dwell there. It's not, I don't feel comfortable there. So in conflict or, but I also, I don't get like, I don't, it doesn't give me, I think it does give me something and I'll I'll tell you later what I think, like how, in what way I might get off on a hater, but it's not, it's it's not in a self-esteem way. I'll tell you right now, I think I might get off on a hater. I think I might get off on a hater is, you know, one way to self-medicate depression is through having, um, an intense sort of reaction, like an adrenaline reaction, you know, and certainly, Um, I self-medicate using the internet a lot. So I do think, you know, when I'm looking on Twitter, when I'm name searching on Twitter, it's like, well, um, you know, there is the possibility that something negative is going to come up and, um, you know, the, while the positive will give me a dopamine boost, the negative does something to me too. It's in it, it changes my chemical state, right? There is, I don't think I enjoy it, but there is something it does relieve me of a certain sort of, is that all there is-ness quality that is sort of tethered to whatever the fuck, uh, is wrong with my brain chemistry slash the way that my nurture affected it. So, you know, like I think we can, I can sometimes use any attention that I, I see of myself, good or bad, to sort of shock myself out of like a, ugh. But, this I was not looking for and I was not prepared. And, and also obviously when there's a negative thing, it can really have like a consequence. And I'm not saying they shouldn't be talking shit. That's not my point here. My point is just, I'm 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 I want to talk about how, how we deal, how people who aren't like, fuck the haters, how we deal with, with haterade, with that, with that beverage we, we, we know uh, as haterade. And, and I want to just say openly that, 
you know, I'm, I, there are people out there, if you are like myself, I am one of them. Some of us, like, don't get charged and oomphed. And, and, and it doesn't, we don't bounce back quickly. Some of us do take a lot of shit to heart. And again, this is not me saying like, don't talk shit. You know, I'm not, this is not like an anti-bullying campaign. Um, you know, shit talk as you will. It's, it's more about how, what do we do on the other end when we receive, you know? And, and it really, oh God, it was a feeling of doom. Now, luckily they didn't say I was like, butt ugly or, you know, um, you know, I mean, it, it wasn't great. I don't want to know that it's even more depressed, that I'm even like more depressing in real life, that it was like pathetic to see this person, you know, me who has, you know, they said made a career out of her nasal gazing, which first of all, anyone has a fucking podcast, like, um, let's be honest, what it, what are you doing? But I digress, you know, any of those podcast people, cause I'm not a podcaster. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a Twitter navel gazer and I'm a writer, but so, you know, judge not lest ye be judged. Um, let's, you know, let's, let's put that out there. But, um, I don't know. It was just, I, I was like, oh, it really, it fucked me up. It fucked me up. And this was yesterday. So I'm still thinking about it and still talking about it. I immediately texted some friends on a group text, uh, two of my sort of people who, whenever anything, Darcy and Mira, whenever any shit goes down on the internet, I, they're, they are my, that is my safe space that, um, I don't know if you know, I don't, I mean, I don't know if you know Darcy on Twitter. I'm sure a lot of you do, or Mira Gonzalez, the poet on Twitter. Um, they're both, um, that I, we have a little group text and that is where I go to take shelter from the internet storm. Um, and that's what I did, you know, and I, and I was, and you know, and, and we kind of, they helped, they helped me. Um, and then, I don't know. Oh, and then what I did, this was so weird. I mean, I'm just so weird. Like I always, if somebody, if, if 50 people like me and if one person doesn't like me, that one person is my dream date. I like, I'm like, please let me convert you. Let me, because you know, love shouldn't be in my twisted mind. Love shouldn't be easy. There's something not to be trusted about someone who effortlessly likes me. It's the person who doesn't like me, whose love I have to work for, you know, who I have to trick, who I have to be more than I am. That's where like the juice is. You know, so so if somebody doesn't like me, I'll or if someone talks shit about me, I'll often follow them on Twitter. I didn't follow the shit talker in this case, but um but because I already followed um her sort of podcast co-host, I DM'd the podcast co-host. What was I looking to get out of DMing the podcast co-host? It was not an attack in any way. It was not an attack. It was not like, you know, bitch, I heard your podcast. Like, no, because I was, honestly, she had defended me. I mean, she didn't defend me, but she didn't add, she didn't add fuel to the fire. You know, she kind of, and I was like, okay. Um, and I DMed and I just said, oh my God, you know, I really, I, I would really like your podcast. Um, I was listening to it and, um, I came up and it was, I literally just told her my experience. I was like, it was so weird to be like listening to something and have like your name come up. And, and, and I, and I said, you know, thank God. I am so grateful that your friend, your co-host didn't say anything shittier about me like that, you know, because that would have been fucked up. What was I, what was I trying to accomplish by texting? Was I trying to be like, was I trying to find out if she likes me? Maybe. Was I hurt and maybe trying to let her know that 
maybe, maybe I have a, I, I don't know. I'm very, I have difficulty expressing when I'm hurt because it, I have difficulty expressing vulnerability. I'm like, well, if you just don't say that anything has affected you, then maybe it doesn't exist and maybe you can't be hurt. Um, so I guess truthfully, maybe that was what I was doing. Maybe I was damning to say, Hey, I was hurt by this, but what I kind of made it sound like instead is like, ha ha, isn't this a funny experience about existence? And like, I like your podcast, so please like me, you know, like it was sort of like, I can handle this. And I think the other thing I was trying to do was, you know, I, I'm a person, it seems who puts all my, a lot of my flaws like out there, you know, like I just, because I'm afraid, I don't want someone else to see a flaw without me being like, no bitch, I know that it exists. Cause it gets a control thing. It gives me a, an illusion of control. If I have a zit, I walk into a party. Um, I want to, I'm going to announce the zit. I'm going to announce the zit um, because, you know, um, that way everyone knows that I know so no one can see it before. You know, it's like having food in your teeth. It's like you don't want to not know. So this was sort of my way of being like, I know that I have food in my teeth. You know, I know that I have food in my teeth. And um, and then I was like, why did I just do that? Like, who fucking cares? You know, but I care. I care. I care. I hate that I care. I, I really don't like that I care. Um... And grappling with the fact that I care and can be hurt is something I'm really, quote unquote, working on right now. I'm working on it, but um, I don't know that I'm doing a great job, nor do I really want to be working on it. So anyway, so that was that thing. And um, there's one more shit talk story, um, which I'm just, I said I wasn't going to talk about, but I think I'm going to because I'm, I'm working on letting, you know, being honest about the things that, that hurt me. So the second story, shit talk number two. And so you know, listeners at home, um, so you can follow along. I've, I've, I'm now opening cheesecake number one um, because this is sort of a sad story for me. It's, it's, or it's, a, it's a tough story. And so I, I'm going to self-soothe with cheesecake number one. So as you know, or as a lot of you know, my book, The Pisces, came out on the 1st and of um, uh, May. And, um, actually I should backtrack and say that for years, um, I was, um, uh, I was sort of part of, or I don't know, an online literary community, if you will, um, HTML giant. And through HTML giant, I got to know a lot of writers, um, made a bunch of friends, um, some of, some very close friends, actually, some of whom I've never even met, but you know, we, um, some close friends, but Then there were also people who were sort of like HTML giant adjacent or, um, you know, like I, I knew their work through HTML giant. And so there was one particular writer who, um, you know, I, I didn't know him that well, but like, I assumed because like people I knew, knew him that he wasn't like a total psychopath. So, um, and I had read some of his work. This has happened before where you think, you think someone, you think people know someone better than they actually like do. Um, this happened to me, my, when I was canvassing, going door to door for the Sierra clubs out of college. And I met this, this guy named Bill and we started dating and everyone told me that he was an heir to like some Chicago fortune. And um, I'm not, I'm not really a date, date for money type. Like I actually prefer to date for like no power. Like I, I prefer those who have no power, <laughs> and no money. Um, you know, like if you, 
are, uh, I like the couch surferati, but, um, you know, but I was like, oh, cool. Like, you know, I'm dating this kid and he's an heir. Like, that's a cool. Um, anyway, so through these, he, he was telling me that he had to go home to Chicago to reclaim his fortune. And he asked if I would buy him a plane ticket. And then once he got back to Chicago, he was going to come back and, you know, I'd make money and whatever. So I was like, yeah. So I bought him a plane ticket. Never heard from him again. Found out he'd been stealing from um, the Sierra Club and Human Resources Campaign, which is uh, the other place we were canvassing for, which is like, um, it's a gay and lesbian rights organization. And when I asked the, the others who I worked with, and it was a very transient job because like it's hard going door to door, you know? Um, for like seven hours every day. Like you have to make a quota of money. Um, I always said I'd, I'd always donate to people with clipboards. I like, after I had that job, I was like, I will always give to canvassers. And I don't think I've, um, donated to someone with a clipboard since I worked that job. But nonetheless, I, you know, after Bill skipped town and, um, never paid me back, I, I asked, um, you know, the people I worked with, I was like, wait, but you guys said, like, you, you guys knew him. Like, you you know, you said he was an heir. And they were like, oh, no, that's just, like, what he told us. We've only known him for, like, a week, you know, or, or a couple weeks. And I was like, oh. So that's sort of how it was with this person with HTML Giant. So I had read this person's writing, this guy's writing. And it was like, I don't know, like, that it was, like, narratively or, like, it was just, it was experimental in a very particular way. Like, I think he's trying to be um, Anthony Burgess you know, clockwork orange, like that's what he's going for. But it was like interesting enough that when a couple years ago, he emailed me and asked if I would take a look at his book for a potential blurb. I was like, I know him through the peeps, you know, I'll usually blurb for if it's somebody that I know. And if you know, and and I don't like hate their work. And I was like, all right, I'll take a look. So I, I read this book. And it was like, and I'm not like the most sensitive. I don't I don't know. I don't think I'm super sensitive to like misogyny and writing, you know, like I, I, I can, I can hang. I mean, not that it's, not that I'm like better that I can hang or worse than anyone else, but I'm just, I'm just saying like, I think that I don't throw a piece of writing out solely because there is some elements of misogyny in it. You know, like if there, if there is literary merit, like I'm not super sensitive to it. This fucking thing. I was like, um, this seems like violent towards women. Like this seemed fucked up. But then I was like doubting myself. Cause you know, as a woman, I'm like, um, you know, probably trained to doubt myself. And that's probably why I just said, um, I'm not sensitive to misogyny and writing. Like it's as though that's a good thing. And you know, like I'm tough or some shit like that anyway. So, um, you know, it's my, it's my internalized misogyny, but so, but I was like, this is really fucked up. Like, this is definitely, I, I think, but I like doubted myself. Cause I'm like, well, people like know him. Like, so I don't think he's like, but I was like, no, this is definitely like, I can't blurb this. Like, I'm going to trust myself. This is, this is, this is fucked. This is fucked. So I wrote back to him and I said, you know, Hey, I'm not going to blurb this. And here's why. And I told him, you know, I feel like there is, I don't remember exactly what I said, but it was something like, you know, it feels violent towards women in a way that, um, does not sit well with me. So, and I think he was like annoyed or upset. Um, whatever time passed. My book comes out on May 1st. I wake up in the morning. I go to my email and there is an email from this guy. And it says in the subject line is happy pub day. So I open the email and it's like, I don't know what he said, but something like I've blurbed your clit. I don't know why, you know, he's trying to be like, 
ex- he's trying to do like an experimental thing, but it's like there's good experimental and then there's like experimental that's like I said, kind of a, a cheap cheap uh Anthony Burgess knockoff. Um and I don't mind dissing this person's um entire oeuvre because um he's a fucking sh- piece of shit. So it's like I've blurbed your clit and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And there's a blog post link. And I open it and I click on it and it was like this fucked up like like very very long kind of review of my book but more review of me like but not really me because he doesn't know me I don't think we've ever even met but just his perception of me and um so um I'm gonna read you some choice highlights but let me just so I was like this is really fucked up and it fucked me up of course I I didn't write back because I did not want to give him like I don't block people on Twitter really because I never want to give people the power of like that I've seen it, you know, or like to acknowledge it, but it was like fucked up. It was, and, and, and I'm like, not the, I don't have like the strongest constitution. Like I said, like shit like this affects me. And I was like, maybe he's right. Like, you know, cause he was kind of like calling me a sellout and I don't know, like, I'm like, maybe he's right. Maybe I am a, like a really shitty writer and maybe I am a piece of shit, you know? And, uh, and it was just fucked up. But so then he, but he deleted it. He ended up deleting the post. So I, I never responded. Well, like, he must have really wanted me to see... And, and it kind of fucked up my pub day. I would I would never want him to know this. Although, bro, if you're listening, congratulations. You got what you wanted and you got into my head and I was thinking about it all day. Um, asshole. But... And you, like, kind of ruined my pub day. But... So if that's what you wanted, congratulations. So... But it got deleted. So I was like... You know, I was like, all right, just let this fucking thing go. But it did. It penetrated... You know, it... I will, like, literally doubt my... Like, I will take any criticism and be like, it's probably right. You know, like, they're probably right. Because it's sort of confirming what I already think about myself, which is, like, you know, that I'm a loser in some way. You know, it it can be completely opposite ways of one another. You know, it can be that I'm... My writing is too weird or it's too basic or it's too... You know, like, or I am... it, It can be really anything. But I will find a way to, like, make it work. So... So a couple weeks ago, um, I was on Twitter and I've been name searching myself because of the, since the book came out, sometimes, I don't know, I'm just, whatever, I'm addicted to the dopamine of like seeing reviews and blah, blah, blah. So I've been like doing names. So I name search and like, he got it published on a blog. I guess he, they repu- somebody republished this review. First it was on his own WordPress or Blogspot, whatever it is. Um, but, but when I say it was on a blog, it was like a blog with like, you know, 90 Twitter followers and like another WordPress but and it was interesting to then read it when I was in like a less vulnerable place like it wasn't the day that my book was coming out you know like I felt less just less sort of like crazy you know like there was less happening because as I read it I was like shit like this dude actually has the wrong one like none of his critique it wasn't valid like he thinks that I am sort of like a like I use like that I'm something I've critiqued myself which is the use of feminism as clickbait and like he's sort of lumping me in this category because I wouldn't blurb his book um about like you know where like vaginas are being like you know I don't remember was it like stabbed with knives I really don't remember but it it was fucked up so let me so and as I'm reading this I'm like wow he, he really is fucked up like maybe maybe someone can just be fucked up and it really doesn't have anything to do with me like 
it doesn't like they might they're, they're not right about me you know like someone can be fucked up and talk shit about me and like they can be they can be truly wrong so this was what these are I'm just gonna read two excerpts um just to give you I just want to give you like the flavor of sort of the type of stuff that um he was was in this uh quote-unquote review so Broder is more of a professional, cosmopolitan, man-hating asshole baiting her way toward feminist martyrdom and a choke-fucked death by her Mr. Goodbar stepdaddy coke dealer after ages of gentle provocation. Okay, first of all, uh, I, I, even when I, before I was sober, I was never into coke. I'm much more of a, um, I'm much more of an opiates person, but I digress. All right, uh, after eight, uh, let's see. Choke fucked death by her Mr. Goodbar stepdaddy coke dealer after ages of gentle provocation, pretending to have no clue as to anything her little heart desires. Her heart decaled itself some STDs during grade school, I don't know what that means, before she became conscious of how to turn it on, don't know what that means, long enough to kill every significant other in the tri-state area. So I guess he kind of sees me as like this sort of man-hating, like, aggressive person who kills men or something which I actually I'm you know what I'm gonna take that as a compliment that's that's actually kind of a compliment so okay so anyway um sorry I just lost the the thing um let's see all right so a true fur baby madam playing ring around the rosy with her diaphragm what is this like 1975 gunning through menopausal jean shorts um i'm actually bleeding right now mrs flavor of the month lost a sucker in her clot which if i have a clot i don't know i don't know anyway she's tussled with the gym membership prices required to break a guy's nose if he isn't looking he's really obsessed with like me beating up men or something i have i have i in my life i have um punched or slapped three guys um one was when I was in sixth grade it was Steve Hart oops I should probably shouldn't well it's fine because it was sixth grade I love Steve Hart he's nice we, we follow each other on Facebook but um but he like I was like yeah I've never been to second base and he like reached out and grabbed my boob and was like now you have and I hit him and then the other two were just like ex-boyfriends um but I've never broken a nose um oh in my book though my character does so maybe he read that I don't know Okay, she just converted her pussy into a stasis that could asphyxiate the Sandman unless the pills deign otherwise. I don't know. I guess he thinks I'm on pills. I'm not on... Well, oh, well, I am on Effexor and Prozac, so all right, he's not totally wrong. Some artists are better Zoloft ham puppets. No, not on Zoloft. Operated by a dildo made of money. Oh, he's and he's also really obsessed with the fact that I'm getting paid for my work. Like, he, you know, I guess I, if it, it's more noble to not be paid for your, your writing. Uh, meanwhile, this is nice. This was before Philip Roth died. I like this part. Meanwhile, this authoress is a authoress is a raspberry is a raspberry shit smear of Philip Roth, who believes the malleable pellets excreted from her balanced organic diet are indeed odorless. Okay, so this the this gives you a, this thing goes on and on. Anyway, first of all, as we know, I don't eat organic. Bitch doesn't eat organic. If you've listened to this podcast, you know I'm at Seven Eleven. I'm not, you know, right now, cheesecake I'm eating, I don't think it's organic. Um, he has a, he has a lot of perceptions of who I am. I guess some California organic eating, um, money-making, sellout, um, 
feminist clickbait person who like kills men or whatever or like I don't know I I really don't know anyway so I just you know why am I sharing this because I didn't want to tweet about it I didn't want to give him any attention I never acknowledged it to him and you know I think it's just it did stay with me like it did fuck me up but it was also interesting to then like revisit it two weeks later and to actually have I wouldn't call it the self-esteem but maybe the I don't know like wherewithal or something to be like wait like he actually has like all this stuff wrong like his his idea of who I am is is really wrong um so that was interesting you know to not to to see that dichotomy between um you know at first thinking well maybe someone's misperception of me is correct and then like kind of getting into it and being like "Mm, no he's just crazy some people are just you know not nice and um it really doesn't have much to do with you so um I'm glad I let myself off the hook like that so I I don't know I just wanted to share that because chances are if you listen to this podcast you are following so sad today and chances are if you follow so sad today um you might have some issues with self-esteem and I just wanted to say that you know if someone um if someone uh talks shit about you and you Um, always assume that any criticism or critique is correct. Um, Because I think there are, like, some people who never do. You know, like, there are some people who anything, they are never wrong, you know. And then there are some people in the middle, probably people whose parents were, like, you know, they have, like, good attachment styles. Or I don't know, maybe they just have great, like, biochemistry. And then there's people who always assume that anything negative said about them has to be right. And I'm one of those people. So if you are one of those people, I want to say... pocket the criticism and maybe revisit it a couple weeks later or maybe don't you know maybe never look at it again and that's actually probably a better thing to do but if you do if you are forced to look at it again you might find that um you gave yourself a sort of uh you 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 sold yourself short that you are not what this person says you are um or you might be you know you might be but um you know And then I'm always like, oh, God, well, what if I don't, like, internalize the criticism and then, like, you know, it is something, like, real or it is something true. And it's like, "Mm," the fact that I've internalized every ounce of criticism ever given to me probably, I'm probably, I can, it's okay to err on the side of, like, not taking everything in, you know, um, with my Mr. Goodbar murdered pussy or whatever he was doing. So... I feel that we're ending on a positive note. I feel that this was a message of hope to those out there who, who like me, um, you know, uh, have no self-value and, um, you know, and are sort of built like a sieve wherein anything good sort of leaks out very quickly and anything bad, um, is chunky and sort of gets caught in the strainer. Um, I feel that we're ending on a message of hope. So, um, you know what I'm going to say? The Pisces, it's been out for a little over a month now. Um, some people really like it. Um, he, this guy doesn't. If you, you know, if you feel like aligned with any of his uh, review that I, the excerpt from his review, don't buy the Pisces. It's not going to be for you. You're not, I don't think you're going to enjoy it. But um, maybe you're intrigued. Maybe, you know, maybe you like reading things that um, some people hate um, and then you should. But if you're sort of neutral towards his review or you think he's kind of an asshole, go ahead, go pick up the Pisces today. Um, and, uh, you know, well, that's a nice way of saying fuck you to, uh, this, uh, this lovely specimen of a human being. All right. That's all for this time. 
and um, I'm going to have cheesecake number two. Bye-bye.